Welcome to Central City Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Shepherd Express. I'm your host, Tom Jones. In each episode, I'll be engaging in conversations with leaders, pundits, and everyday people about racism, prejudice, and the current controversies that divide Americans. In part one of this podcast, my guest, Ed Hennings, shared his story on how he did 20 years in prison for murder. He was released in 2016. So let's talk about what you've been doing for four years. And you own, I understand, you own three businesses. You're a motivational speaker. And yes. tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Okay. Um, to start from the beginning, my first business was a, um, where we had now at a, a barbershop and beauty salon. Um, shortly after opening that, I opened, uh, I started a trucking business. Even before that, I, I had been um, doing some speaking, different um juvenile um, groups and boys and girls clubs and different mentors was calling me in and speaking just organically happened because that's something that I was doing in prison, being part of scare straight programs and youth awareness programs while I was in there. So that just continued when I was, since I come home and before you know it, I'm speaking at business luncheons, I'm at the governor's mansion, um, I'm in different high schools, I'm all over um, trying to motivate and inspire anybody that the adversities, not only in life but in business as well, um, are there. They're not there to stop you. You know, they're just there to see how bad you want it. You wrote a book called The Answers, A Guide to Passing the Test of Your Life. And uh, this is fascinating. I read the book. And it's kind of unusual because you're, you're being very honest and you're also trying to help ex-felons and people in prison to, to maybe get something going in their lives. To yeah. Tell us a little about this book. People would always ask me, how did you do it? How were you able, how you do 20 years and come home and have two businesses in two years? And I, I never did a day and I don't have any. And I said, well, I got some answers. Let me give you the answers in which um, I have in my life, the principles, the values, and the knowledge that was um, and that enabled me to do the things that you know that you see going on today. My granddad taught me this at a young age. My granddad taught me this. I learned this. I learned this. So I just tried to give the um, the most glaring building blocks in my in my time from birth to incarceration to entrepreneurship that will that helped me. And I wanted it to be short. Um, my target audience was people going through adversity, so they need. Quick hits. They need quick hits. Uh, a young lady whose son was incarcerated, she purchased the book after reading it. She read it herself. She said, my son need to read this book. And she sent it to her son, and he passed it around to some guys, and she got so many calls, and she was so excited that she went on a mission. The governor read it. Once he got a copy, it just opened up the gate to actually get it in there. And now it's in all 37 institutions inside the Wisconsin Department of Corrections. So that was a um, large feat for me because I was just there years ago. So some of the people that I even did time with is going into the library and they see my face on the book like, man, this guy was just here. You know, we just playing ball together. We was, he was just telling me what he was gonna do with his life when he got out and stuff like that. So that's really cool. As you know, I've spent a fair amount of time in the inner city and it seems to me that young black men 
even boys look up to gangbangers, gangsters, drug dealers, and rich black athletes. Shouldn't they be looking up to activists like yourself and, you know, Frank Nitti and Vaughn Mays? Um, I wouldn't consider myself an activist. Um, I, I label myself the motivational doer. Um, so when people say you motivational speak, yes, but um, I try to do ten times as much as I say. I think the shiny object is always more um, attractive. So when you say the kids should look up to us, let me just say this, Oprah and Bill Gates and Jay-Z and Warren Buffett and anybody that's uber successful, LeBron James, if they walk in the room, they probably would have a lot more impact on our children than Ed or Frank Nitti or any of the activists that we're talking about. So everybody has different formulas for making impact, but I do know that success is definitely impactful. So if Ed can be successful, if Ed can become um, as successful as Ed can be, and then he walks into his community and he say, hey, you can do it the kids are probably gonna be a little more attentive to successful Ed than unsuccessful Ed saying the same thing. Cause the kids gonna say, ah, oh, you got all this advice, why it ain't working for you? I know you go into the inner city schools on occasion, right? Just to kind of help and, and, and talk to them. What, what are you seeing? I'm seeing a lot of um, missing pieces. Um, and the first missing piece is opportunity. Um, opportunity, the Milwaukee that I grew up in is a different Milwaukee. Um, A.O. Smith, Alice Chalmers, Briggs and Stratton, um, these industries is what brought the migration of um, black people to Milwaukee in the first place from the South. So the 60s had a migration of people that came here because of the opportunity. Those opportunities, late 80s, early 90s left. Um, it's no coincidence that cities like Detroit auto industry, Gary, Indiana, steel mills. It's all in a similar situation because the quality of life went down when you lost um, these industries in each city. Secondly, male figures. I go into schools where 90% of the staff is women. And for the little boy, he's not vibing with that. And the third piece that really stands out to me is um, parent involvement. Um, parenting is different. Um, when we were going to school, um, it was about respect. It was about um, humility. Um, you had to be humble, and parents hammered humility home, but like right now, it's more of a fashion show. And back when I was growing up, it was more about your inside. Your clothes, your clothes gonna be clean, your haircut's gonna be nice, but no kid is walking into the school with $100 shoes on. I can't remember anybody in my community coming to school in third grade with $150 outfits and stuff like that. But nowadays you're gonna get that because the time has really changed. Things have really went Hollywood and you can see it. You know, um, I, maybe it's because um, the haves and the have nots. Maybe the people that don't have anything is so attached to having something that they go overboard um, to look like they have something. So maybe that's a, a reason why, but yeah, that's, those are three elements that I see a lot of. It seems to me as if the younger black men are really angry 
carry around a lot of inner rage. And the result is domestic violence, foolish crimes, reckless driving, to name a few. Do you agree with that? Or? Yes, I agree. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, mis, um, misguidance. Um, there's so many moving parts to the psyche of the in the urban community right now. Um, like, you probably can ask that question to 90 people and get 90 different answers. But just to put it in a in a perspective for me and what I see. I was gone for 20 years, and when I come home, I see that Ed has been missing for 20 years. I see where I went wrong. I see where if I wouldn't have went to prison, some of the things that wouldn't be happening today. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my take on it, is that I failed that young, angry guy. I failed him. And I failed them tremendously because the people before me didn't fail me. They instilled humility in me. They instilled a work ethic in me. Although I didn't use it at the time, they planted that seed. And I wasn't there to do the same thing and get the same things that I was given back to the ones that came after me. So I failed them. Thank you, Ed Hennings. This is Tom Jens for Central City Stories, brought to you by the Shepherd Express.